Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Forever. Dog. Will Elizabeth lose her best friend? This week on the podcast, Francine Pascal's Sweet Valley High Crash Landing. Hello and welcome to another episode of Teen Creeps, the podcast where we talk about YA pulp fiction from the 80s and 90s. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent, and I am joined by a very special guest co-host. You know who it is. You might know her from Same Day Shipping, the podcast. Podcaster Ryan Mokey's here with me. Hi. Hi. Um, um, Kelly, I hate to be this person. What? I hate to what, do what, this. What, 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 But the name of this book is actually oh. Crash Landing. Crash Landing. Exclamation points. <laughs> Crash Landing. And the picture is very somber. It is. It's, <laughs> it looks like a, a sleeping Enid. Right. Being held by Elizabeth. And it's also like very good. 80s hairstyles for both of them. Really beautiful 80s hairstyles. Um, kind of a sh- like, kind of a shag. Yeah, a shag on Enid. A shag on Enid, and it's working. Like Enid had the curly girl haircut. Yeah, she did. She did. Honestly, Enid looks the best she's ever looked. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm Honestly, being honest. I mean, it's not a high bar, <laughs> but she's clearing it. She's clearing it. Um, and of course, Elizabeth looks beautiful as always. Mm-hmm. Um, I am really glad. That I read this book after I went on the plane trip with father. Yes. Yes. Because I was yes. also in a Cessna. Oh, my God. Four person. Not two. Yes. But with a new. Brand new. Brand new pilot. Never, n- never took off a plane before. Did it for the first time with me in the tr- plane. I- I'm surprised that mm. they let you do that. I was shocked. Uh I was shocked. I told this story um, on the episode with Patrick. Mm-hmm. Basically, we found out when we were in the backseat of the plane. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, all right, this is what you do. These are the levers here. This is when, and you wait until we're at uh, 60 knots or whatever. Uh, and then that's when you'll pull up and uh, just keep it uh, blah, blah, blah degrees. And then we'll pull up. And, and I was like, I was like, Denise, you need to ask them if they're letting dad take off the plane. And my sister's like, hi, excuse me. Hi, it's all, <laughs> is he taking off? And the guy's like, yeah, uh, I get to do it all the time, so he'll do it. And we're like, okay, thank you. Is it like a driver's ed car? No. So if He was in the dad, co-pilot seat. My so, dad was in the pilot so seat. So if your dad made a mistake, we grave error. It would just be like verbally telling him how to fix it. Well, I There's think no could, like grabbing it and fixing it. I think if my dad freaked out, I'm sure actually that there is a way that co-pilots can like take over. Okay. For oh, always. 
just in case right, the pilot has like gone a, cuckoo yeah. bananas. Because my dad did tell me that there have been many instances in which a co-pilot has had to like punch out a pilot who's breaking down. Oh my god! Which I guess is secret knowledge that you all get to know now when you fly, and that's why there is a co-pilot. That makes sense that you need a co-pilot. Mm-hmm. It's not because the plane's too hard to drive by itself. I mean, not everyone needs a co-pilot. <laughs> Our buddy George didn't need a co-pilot. <laughs> Well, there was nothing he he could do, we find out. Yeah. Which is even more. I mean, that, again, things that you good you didn't know before you got into the Cessna. Sometimes planes just, their engines stop working. Just stop working. That's what we learned in this book. And you have to crash into the lake. I mean, thank God there was a lake. I know. They would have perished. They would have hit some trees. Yeah. They would have been like Harrison Ford. Who has survived? Like three trains? Plane crashes. Yeah. Patron state of plane crashes. Patrons, Harrison Ford, bring me to safety. Um, so thankfully, I read this now. Yes, good. And not then. Um, because wouldn't it be so funny if we're like, contrary to what the title suggests, there was no plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> no, this book delivers. And honestly, probably as well, if not better, than any mm. Sweet Valley High book delivers its premise immediately immediately and isn't a fake out no nope. it's not like a oh we think no 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 crash landing crash landing crash landing crash landing crash landing like crash land crash the the plane crash is the inciting incident of the book yeah yeah and so it's Enid and George yes George has just gotten his license mm-hmm. and he and Enid have been dating for a while and the book starts with him being like, man, I got to tell Enid that the flame is gone. Oh, he's in love with Robin. In love with Robin, the girl from his flight class. Yes. <sighs> she understands him. And like, he can't help it. You can't. The body wants what it wants. The heart wants what it wants. The heart wants what it wants. You can't help how you feel. You can help what you do. You can help what you do. You don't need to kiss Robin. You don't need to kiss Robin. You could tell Enid sooner. I think. Oh, yeah. This whole. And it's the whole book. But sure, even at the beginning, this whole of I don't want to ruin Ian's day. I promised I'd take her on a plane. So I better do. No. Yeah. Tell her you already told her best friend. Yeah. Well, we've talked about this. Yes. Where it's like if you've decided that you need to break up with your person, mm-hmm. you just got to do it. You got to do it. I know it's hard. I'm I know not it's saying hard. it's not hard. There's never a good time. There's never a good time. It doesn't feel good. No. They're not going to say thank you. No. But it is the right thing to do. Yeah. Give them the rest of their life as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. You're not giving them anything by being like, well, I have to take them out on the plane. And then what? And then what? And, and how's, it's just, he's such a boy. How is he, he thinks going on the plane is going to like <laughs> make it better. No, dude, you yeah. like planes. You like planes. She doesn't give a shit. She doesn't give a shit about She's planes. She's trying to share something you like. She, exactly. And you know what she won't have to do anymore after you tell her about Robin? Ever share don't. Yeah. the things that you like anymore. Yeah. Spare her. Spare her. I was thinking about how if I am imagining mm-hmm. I'm Enid. Yeah. I'm the most boring person you know. So boring. I have this boyfriend and he's like, he's into planes. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do the plane thing with him. I'll go up in the plane with him. Yep. And then either during the flight or shortly thereafter, he's like, by the way, like, let's say it doesn't crash. Yeah. He's like, by the way. I'm in love with someone else and I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I would be like, okay, so how did this start? And he tells me, he's like, Mm -hmm. I hooked up with her. And I'm like, so hold on. 
from the moment that you hooked up with her, day one, day two, day three, day four, whatever, yeah. whatever, plane ride, and then now you're telling me. Plane ride thing- and planes are the thing that brought you together with, with your her. girlfriend. So- this is something your fucking, your fucking affair person likes. Yeah. I'd be like, you knew this whole time that you were going to end it with me mm-hmm. and you didn't for what? Because you didn't want to hurt me? Why didn't you want to hurt me? Is it because you really didn't want to hurt me? Because if that's the case, you would have fucking told me in the beginning. Instead, what you really wanted was you didn't want consequences for what you did. You 100%. didn't want me to tell you. You you didn't want to hurt me, right? No, you didn't want me to show you that I was hurt. Yep. That's such a good point. That's Get the exactly. fuck out of my face. And, okay, here's another question. Mm. In this case or in any case, do you have to tell your partner that you're in love with someone else? No, you can just say it's over. You can just say it's over. Just say it's over. We t- okay. I, 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 I have screamed about this because I know people mm-hmm. who've been through this. Yes, where the the person that they're with, things end. Yeah, time goes on. Person reaches out. Hey, but I just I had to get this off my chest. I cheated on you while we were together. <gasps> it's like you don't need to fucking tell no, me. No, you don't. You can you can live your whole fucking life. Absolutely. Never fucking tell me that shit because it ended because of something else. Granted. Should you tell, should you have told me while we were together? Yes. Yeah. But because it is over now, spare me. Spare me. I mean, unless there's like an STD situation. Sure, 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 sure. Like, but other, barring that. What reason? What reason? Selfish. Selfish. Because you want me to say, oh, it's okay. Or you just want to have your conscience clear and know that you said it. Yeah. But then say it to a therapist. Don't say it to me. Say it to a therapist. Tell your mom. Tell your mom. Text your friend. I feel so bad. I cheated on so-and-so. Yeah. No, it's so selfish. I don't, in this case, I feel bad for George. He fell in love. Sure. He thought he was happy or he was happy at some point with Enid. And and so it's not like, I don't know. I, I feel bad. I, I have some empathy for George. I think he gets cut a lot of slack in this book. He gets cut too much slack. I, <sighs> I, he gets cut a lot of slack. But. Once everything's in motion, I do feel yeah. bad for him. Because yes. it's like, what do you fucking do? Especially yes. when Enid's like, I have nothing without you. It's like, oh, my God, are you going to kill yourself if I don't be with you? Because she was sounding like that. I mean, she was saying that. Yeah. I can't live without you. I can't live without you. I don't know what I would do without you. If I didn't have you, I wouldn't be able to go I have no reason for life. Oh, my God. Yeah. And on top of that, in the plane crash, she saves his life. It's not just that they survive a plane crash. It's that she gets a horrible injury saving saving him from certain death. Yeah. That he crashed the plane. And yeah. I know that it's not his fault, but at the time, we don't know that. Mm-mm. So it's literally like he crashes the plane. She uh, rescues him. Mm-hmm. In so doing, it receives a blow to her lower back that like jostles a vertebrae mm-hmm. and she cannot walk. Yep. And then they have to do surgery to like uh, to re- relieve the pressure and then mm-hmm. she can walk eventually. Yeah. And the whole time, he's like, I feel so guilty. I feel so guilty. And honestly, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I know it's not your fault that the plane crashed, but like, you should feel guilty Mm -hmm. because you cheated on her. Yep. And then she saved you. Mm -hmm. And now she's injured. Yep. She shouldn't have been on that plane because he should have broken up with her. Yeah. I mean, but the person I think is worse (laughs) is Elizabeth. Okay. Unforgivable behavior. Because if you... So many things. If you suspect that your friend's partner's cheating on them, mm-hmm. you maybe don't say anything because it's not your business. Right. If you know. You know. 100% that 
that your best friend's partner is cheating on her. Mm-hmm. You have to tell her. Because if Elizabeth hadn't said anything or had said something, then Enid wouldn't have been in that fucking plane. Agreed. You text her. I mean, I, I guess it's the 80s. So you call her and leave a number on her voicemail. Yeah. But like you tell her. Mm-hmm. This idea that she is just waiting for George to tell Enid. I mean, I get it. Enid's, Enid's in the hospital. But I think you tell George to go home. Yeah. And you tell Enid. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't even occur to Elizabeth. She's like, I can't tell her because, you know, things are just really hard. But again, she needs to know. She needs to know. She needs to know. And I agree. If you suspect, then maybe you don't say anything. Yeah. If you know, I would be so sad if my friends didn't tell me that my that my partner was cheating on me mm-hmm. and they knew. And they knew. Like, yeah. I would be like, why wouldn't you tell me? Like, I deserve to know. Absolutely. Though I guess it does get, I mean, in this case, it's so cut and dried. But it does get complicated of like, in this case, it's so cut and dried. Yeah. But in in real life, I think it's more complicated of like, what do you know? What just seems weird? Yeah, because I think it's really rare that someone comes <laughs> up to you and is like, I need to tell you something about your best friend. Well, she saw I, them embracing. Oh, that's right. From the pictures yeah. that the Phantom was sending. Yes. What is the Phantom situation? The Phantom situation was just a, wait, the Phantom. She's like, a Phantom photographer is sending in photos. And I saw one of uh, George and Robin embracing. And I had to in- go up to him and be like, what's the deal with this? And he was like, so I'm in love with Robin. You can't tell Ian. <laughs> But I was like, what is this phantom photographer was submitting anonymous photos to the newspaper? I'm sorry. What I'm is sorry. this phantom? I'm, I'm coming up short. It's okay. It's weird. It is weird. Because I don't think it's related to this other plot of the last book, <laughs> which is that Jessica was dating a bad boy. Yes. Who did drugs and stuff. The one who she and, she and Lila were, were fighting, fighting over. over. Yes. I'm glad that they got over it so quickly. It was really funny how quickly they did. But that's such, that's so them. I know, it's so them. It's just like, mm, I guess we both were tricked by him. And it's like, I guess so. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> um, so there's, everyone's got their own little things going on. Everybody's got their own thing. Like Elizabeth is like determined to be a hero. Not, okay, eventually. Eventually. Most of the time she's just lying to her best friend and feels bad. She's very upset about any of it. Yes. Not enough to like, to, to tell Enid the truth, but like, She's very worried about Enid. Yes. And Enid looks pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying all people in a wheelchair are pathetic. I'm saying Enid specifically. Specifically Enid. Her behavior is she's, and subconsciously she must know about George or something. Yeah. Because she's just being so defeated. And yeah. And she, at first she's like, oh my gosh, ha ha ha, George, you're so funny. But then like, it's clear that she's being very in denial. Mm -hmm. Cause then, then afterwards she's like, I just know something's wrong. I just know, I just know it. I just know it. Um, and like is refusing to kind of open her eyes to the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just so awkward and pathetic that everyone knows except her. I also think it's okay. So after the plane crash and after George gets released from the hospital, he goes to Robin's house to tell her that he doesn't think they should see each other anymore. And Jessica sees his car at Robin's house. And so Jessica tells essentially tells everyone at school Robin and, and George are sleeping or hooking up and behind its back. And everyone hates Robin. And then 
the book seems to treat it like that's unfair. Yeah. But they were hooking up behind Enid's mm-hmm. back. It's just before Enid got injured. Yeah. But it was like he was cheating on Enid. Yeah. He that was. wasn't. It wasn't a big misunderstanding. Like You're Elizabeth right. treats it like it was a big misunderstanding. He was there to break up with her. Yeah, but he did cheat on Enid. Right, because he wouldn't have been there to break up with her had right. he not cheated on <laughs> Enid, and that annoyed me a lot too. Because like everyone's like, oh, okay, well, like when look, I get it. Like it's it's not good to ice out Robin. I think that's like not fair. But if you're yeah. trying to like be. that's the annoying part is that like she's like no I haven't seen him since the accident and everyone's like oh okay well then I'm sorry I'm like but then your logic is flawed because the reason you were mad at her was that she was cheating on Enid but I guess it was that they were like how could you do that while Enid's in the hospital shipping can make or break a sale so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation they make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows and they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. Jessica hates Enid. I know, but now all the, I highlight, I took a picture of this because it was yeah. so funny. Jessica's reasoning for why all of a sudden now she's like, likes pro-Enid. Enid. Enid. Um, hmm. So first she's like, okay, in Jessica's opinion, Enid Rollins was just plain boring, but the accident had changed Enid in Jessica's eyes. Now Sweet Valley High was buzzing with talk about Enid. Everyone wondered how she was feeling, if there was any progress, any hope. It was all terribly exciting. And naturally, Jessica, as the twin sister of Enid's very best friend, was right at the center of all the speculation. Um, Moreover, Jessica really did feel sorry for Enid. She'd never really thought much of George Warren one way or another, but now she's prepared to see him as a villain. Uh, And then she talks about how she used to like Robin. Now she thinks she's an evil temptress. Um, Oh, yeah. So this book is rife with ableism, Mm -hmm. fat phobia. Yep. Are those the only two right now? Those are the two big. I mean, those those are the two big big ones. Like, forefront. Yeah. I'm sure that there's underpinnings of white supremacy that we're not, like, (laughs) getting. But yes, the the like textual examples yes. are of fat phobia and ableism. Right. Because everyone's like, oh my like truly when Ina decides to go to the dance in her wheelchair. Yes. Literally, literally everyone's like, what's the point of you coming to the dance? And then she's like, what is the point of me coming to the dance? Yeah, she says it. And I'm like, um, because you can enjoy a dance. You can absolutely enjoy a dance. You can you can dance. dance. <laughs> you can dance. You can do anything. That and then the other thing was poor Robin's situation where she's like, oh, her. Yeah. Yeah. Where she's like, oh, my gosh, like, I feel really lonely. So I guess I'll just eat. And like everyone's like, "Mm, you're really gaining weight. Like literally like. Well, and that she only became popular in a cheerleader because she because she lost the weight. If she hadn't lost the weight, she would never. So like, yeah, it's you know what I did. Okay, you know what the, the one saving grace for that is? 
is that George still wants to be with her. Yeah, George doesn't care. Because George doesn't care. He's George, in love with her. Yeah, George he thinks is she's in beautiful. love with her. I don't question their love for one another. Right. That's real. It's just the way the way he and it's I don't even really blame Robin. No. Because like you, you shouldn't hook up with someone else's boyfriend. Of course. Right. But like she's not she's not the one lying to Enid's face every day. No. That's George. Yeah. I saw this video and I don't really know what the context is. So I might be quoting some like kind of fucked up video. Okay. But I don't know. But I thought that this guy was saying a good thing. So it was like a live panel, I guess. I don't even know what it was of this like group of people and then people asking questions. And this girl comes up and she's like, so I'm like the side chick of this guy. And she's like, am I crazy for thinking that like maybe he likes me better? And the guy was, and the guy on the stage is like, yeah, maybe he does like you better. He doesn't love you. Sure, he might. He's like, I'm with my girl all the time, right? He's like, sometimes I don't like her. Sometimes she doesn't like me. But I know I want to be with her. Yeah. He's like, he likes you tons. You are willing. He's like, he lo- he likes that like you let him hang up the phone when his girl's coming in. And he likes that you don't need anything from him and that you fit yourself into his into his life. Mm-hmm. He likes you so much. He will never love you. And she was just like, okay. Okay. <laughs> good good to know. But that's so true. Yeah. Where it's like, like I never I've never been someone's side piece. Yeah. So I don't know from experience, but like, I mean, maybe I was and I never knew. Right. Um, but I never knowingly was was someone's mm-hmm. side piece. And like, but I never really thought about that where it's like you're like, oh my gosh, I hope that he likes me better. And it's like, but no matter what, he never will. Right. Or he's proving to you every day that he doesn't. Exactly. Right now he doesn't. And right. he hasn't in the past. Every time that he goes back home to his girlfriend or his wife or whoever it is, or flip it around or whatever, mm-hmm. their person that they are with, 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 like they they are show they're showing, I mean, they're showing both of you disrespect. Yeah, absolutely. But like you can't be like, you can't ever hope to be, even if you end up coming out on top. Yeah. All the time that there was that overlap, there was disrespect to you mm-hmm. and to that other person. But like, I mean, that's why. And, and this is the thing. I don't, I think it's silly to like get mad at someone for like falling in love with someone else because you can't control that. Right. That would be like getting mad at people for breaking up mm-hmm. because you have to break up with them. You have to. I don't know. I think that there's choices that you make along the road to falling in love with someone that are controllable choices. Yes. You can't fall in love with someone you've never spent time alone with. Yeah. You can't fall in love with someone that you're not attracted to. Yeah. So it's and like if you know you're attracted, you're like, maybe I... may, I, I, But it's never happened to me. So maybe, maybe, yeah. it, maybe it does happen when you... But like, I don't think you can be respectful of your relationship and have healthy boundaries all the way up to the point where you fall in love with someone else. Right. I like think you're I think, compromising some stuff. Yeah. I think once you get a crush, that's where you can be like, yeah. ooh, the fact that I have a crush on someone means something's not good with and this. And sometimes it's really hard. Like maybe you work together or something. Sure. Like, so it's very hard to have the right boundaries and distance and because yeah. you see each other every day and you are. But like, so I guess in that case, I'm saying that the upstanding thing would be to change your job, which that that's a lot. Right. Yeah. But like kind of think the outstanding thing to do is to change your job but also like i am very and this is the other thing i am very like i think everyone knows this about me where i if i've decided something i have yeah. no trouble upending my entire life mm-hmm. so to me 
if you start having a crush on someone else, mm-hmm. that means that that other relationship you're in, that ship has sailed. It's done. Whoa. Yeah. You don't think that a person or or is this ju- are you saying this just for yourself or are you saying this for all people? Me. You, okay. Because I think people can be in a long-term relationship and have a crush. It's like the way priests can have a crush on someone. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a crush. <laughs> But you don't have to, like, destroy your whole life. I think that you're being dishonorable to God. <laughs> so you think every time a priest gets a crush, they have to quit? Yeah. You can't have a crush and you be a priest. You can have a crush. You're not in love. You're not but doing also, anything. But also, this is what I'm going to say. The relationship that you have with your partner <laughs> should be, honestly, more than a priest relationship with Whoa. God. You Whoa. don't fuck God. <laughs> uh, have you seen Mrs. Davis? No, not yet. It hurts good. Yeah. Um, She's a nun. Um, <laughs> I know she's a nun. I was like, so much. I thought you were going to say like some spoiler. And you're like, she's a nun. <laughs> well, I just I thought about some spoilers yeah. and then I decided she's a nun. Um, But like, yeah, I think that the, I don't know. I think you can have, here's the thing. I think the crush is a, a red flag. That's like what I a, think. It's, it's a, a symptom it's of a something. Symptom, but it isn't a symptom of terminal illness. I guess that's where Right. Is different. it fatal or is it I not? I don't think it's fatal. I think you can have a crush on someone and then ultimately recommit yourself to your relationship. You know what? Maybe I, I should define you... crush. Oh, maybe that's Maybe I should okay, define, let's crush. define crush. Because to me, I think you can admire I think you can admire someone mm-hmm. and like think that they're cute. Yeah. Right? And that's not a crush. Okay. I think a crush is when like you start being like, oh, I can't stop thinking about this person. What if you have like one really like kind of borderline flirty conversation and you think about that later? That's fine. You okay. can flirt. Okay, 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 okay. I'm saying crush is when you're like legitimately your phone lights up and you're like, oh my gosh, it's them. Oh shit. That's yeah, crush. That's really bad. That's what I'm saying. You cannot. I don't. Yeah, I think you're right. But, but I think like, a lot of people entertain that and then it gets worse and then they fall in love. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because then they're like, what if? Well, what if? And also, like, it feels good. Yeah, it feels good to flirt. It feels good to have a crush. It feels good to, like, and part of cr- to be wanted. I, to me, part of crushes versus falling in love with someone and, like, deeply knowing them is in crushes, you get to fill in all the blanks. Yeah. I mean, and that's, There's still like, an idea. There's still an idea. And I don't and I don't think that's what's happening with Jordan Robin. I think they are getting to know each other as people. Well, and they had to be partnered up on they that had, assignment. I mean, they had to trust their lives to each other in <laughs> flight training. Um. <laughs> So I'm not saying it's about that, but like I think part of a crush and part of what makes a crush so much more attractive than what you have at home is that you get to fill in all the blanks mm-hmm. with like what you what you wish your life was or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I I don't doubt that they're in love. I they're think children. <laughs> they're children. Everyone is like 17. <laughs> Which is very different. I think we are talking about adults. We are talking about adults. We're talking about adults that have like work. You know, they go to work. And honestly, your position, the thing that you said that you get it, you get a crush on someone else, you should dump your partner. I think that's kind of true about boyfriends and girlfriends in high school. Oh, yeah. You should. Yeah. Don't. don't I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying stick it out for them. I no. was thinking more adult relationships. Yeah. You just don't necessarily throw away an adult you relationship got two because kids. you have a little crush. You, yeah. Yeah. You like work, you figure it out and you like you. Yeah. It's a it's a, a warning sign that you got to examine. You got to examine it and recommit and do some work yeah but you're but yes i'm with you that if you are 16 and you have a girlfriend mm-hmm. and you get a crush on someone else go ahead and dump your girlfriend dump your girlfriend dump your 16 year old girlfriend you can get back together with her someday oh, so easy it's not that big because there was nothing there was no 
Life is long. And you had no shared thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's you like, know, it's yeah. fine. You don't have a dog together. But I am, I guess I'm speaking from the experience of someone that was married. Sure. Where it's like, if you find yourself crushing on someone. Yeah. I, you I, think you're, you think at that point you're past the point of working on it? If you are like giddily checking your phone with texts from them, you, right. all you do is think about them. Maybe I'm thinking of love. Yeah. Love is different. But even, lo- I mean, but people love and sex, people forgive. People people do st- stay together. I know, I know. And that works great for them. There are a lot of things that work great for other people <laughs> that I'm like, I can't. Like, I'm like, you know what? Like, like there there are so many, like, just different, hmm. I can't either. And I'm not trying to say you're a weirdo. Can I tell you I'm something? With you. you know I'm with you. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I had a nightmare that I was polyamorous. <laughs> no! Where I was trying it was so funny it was like literally like like i was w- like with lucas yeah and um he was like his girlfriend like came well i was experiencing some kind of crisis i don't remember what the crisis okay. was but i like texted lucas in my dream and i was like i need help with this crisis i don't yeah remember. and he came over and his girlfriend came with them and he was like oh like do you need me to stay and help you with this because I can. I'll just cancel the plans that we have later. Him and his girlfriend. Yeah. And I like was like, I'm trying to be cool about this. So I'm just going to say, um, like, no, just go do the thing you were going to do. I'll yeah. deal with the crisis. And so he went and did that. And then I just cried and Aww. cried and cried and cried. And then I woke up and I was like, wow. Okay. So I know what doesn't work for me. Yeah. And no, that works for, you. for some people. Sure. And that's great. There are many things that work for people that don't work for me. And I'm mm-hmm. glad that I can identify which things don't work for me and stick to them. Yes. So that that nightmare <laughs> really yeah. cemented that in for me. And, I, and another thing being that like, and this is different, obviously, because you can still cheat and be polyamorous. Like if it's outside of right. the realm of like what you're all agreeing to. I'm, I'm not saying that those two things are intertwined. Um, but yeah, like I don't think I could... I would have a, I wouldn't be able to get past someone cheating on me. Mm-hmm. And I would not want to continue a relationship where I cheated on someone. Well, you don't know that because you never cheated on someone. I have cheated on someone when I was 19. <laughs> Did that count? <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't trying to make you say that. Oh, it's okay. No, I think I've said it. But like, it, but that was a, because I, cause people make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So you could cheat on someone and it's a mistake and then you don't want to end your relationship. Or you just don't think you would be capable. Like physically, you couldn't, or like emotionally, you couldn't do it. Like you couldn't hook up with someone else unless you were completely checked out of your current thing. Yeah, I, well, I don't think I have the capacity. I, again, like I can't say I would or wouldn't ever do anything because like who knows what the world would bring. But like, I remember the moment that I was like, I don't want to ever cheat on someone and when I was thinking about that because because I had mm-hmm. when I was you know 19 or whatever or maybe it was 20 whatever but I remember thinking like I don't even want to emotionally do that yeah because it doesn't feel it feels unfair to this person mm-hmm. which it is and so I was like if I ever get a feeling that I am starting to fall for someone else then then that means or or if I like get tempted by like the physicality of someone yeah. else like like to just, you know, uh, when people are like, oh, it was just a one night thing with this random person. Right. So like that or emotionally, I was like, then that means that like, A, I'm disrespecting. I'm so disrespectful of that person. Mm-hmm. Then 
And that's like bad on me. But also the relationship's not good. Yeah. If I cannot bring myself to care about someone, then that's not a good relationship. Right. So I don't want to hurt somebody like that, even if they, quote, deserve it. I, mm-hmm. I don't think tit for tat, that doesn't count. Because some people are like, oh, well, like I cheated, but like he was like this or whatever. And it's like, but you did, you could have just left. Yeah. Why cheat? Um, or you could have like dealt with the, whatever that problem was. Yeah. I mean, you could just leave. Yeah. You could also like deal with the- Talk to them. Yeah. Or talk to a therapist mm-hmm. or- Figure get, it out. Yeah. Get drug counseling, whatever the thing is. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, so now I am like with 99.99% certainty, mm-hmm. I know- I don't ever want to do that to somebody. Yeah. So if I find myself wanting, if if I ever start feeling something like that, yeah, then I know I shouldn't be in this relationship anymore mm-hmm. because I'm not getting something from this person and I've let it get to this point instead of, because for me, anytime I'm in a relationship with someone, if there's a problem that comes up, the first person that knows about the problem is the person. Right. I want to talk to them first. So if I've let something get so bad that like rather than even talking about it with someone, I cheat on them like that ship is sailed. It's done. That makes sense. For me personally. Yeah. But it's different for different people. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a cheater. I don't think you are. But you are. I'm a, I would be shocked. Tr- truly shocked if you yeah. did that. I mean, I, I but I'm also a very well, I've been very single for a while. Mm-hmm. And also I'm not afraid of being single. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people who string multiple things along are not don't want to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I mean, being alone is not always perfect, but mm-hmm. it's not uh, it's not a state that I can't handle. Right. And you're also not conflict averse. No, I'm not conflict averse and I'm, and I'm not uh, a liar. Yeah. So those two things like you're right. Like you said, it would if, come out. It would come out. And like if there's a problem. That it problem would, wouldn't be a secret. It would be addressed. Yeah. It would be addressed. Or it would be me saying this is a pro- like. Yeah. And then it not getting addressed. And there's my answer. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not pro cheat- cheaters. No. If if your choice is cheater, break up, break up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if the choice is cheater, break up, then break up. Go ahead and break up. Um. But people do relationships in the world do survive it. They're not relationships yeah, that you I and know. I are in. But like. People do survive it. I don't know. I don't know how, but they I, do. I think also I am so jealous. Mm-hmm. I think jealous is the right word. Because like if I'm, and maybe this is just the relationship I'm in now. Yeah. Because I'm not, I haven't always been jealous. But the relationship I'm in now, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, I am so obsessed with you. Mm-hmm. And like, I like want everything from you and I want you to take everything from me. Yeah. And I want like, I want you to want that. Sure. You know, whereas like, are you jealous? And I have never seen you act jealous with your partner, mm -hmm. but are you like that? Like, do you feel that way when people flirt with him? Like, is it like, are you jealous? No, no, no. It's more like, I guess, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my version of jealous is not that jealous actually i like <laughs> like i'm like because like lucas has many many female friends sure and i'm very like like oh my gosh like i like i i, I don't even i'm trying to think of like an example 
oh, like we were playing this like blockbuster game yeah. that we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And um, my friend Emily Rose Jacobson um, is very good at that game. And so yeah. is Lucas. And they were just like so connected and spot mm-hmm. on. And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, like you guys are such a good team. And like yeah. that didn't bother me. Like I was like very, I liked that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was like, I, like, I was just like, oh, they're the unbeatable team. Yeah. And I know that they're very good friends who have been friends for many years. And like, mm-hmm. that's like, it's not that. It's like, if just, I am I am jealous of the idea of some mythical person mm-hmm. that might come after me or yeah. not come after me, like attack me. No, come subsequently. Yes, subsequently to me or like some mythical person in his past that like maybe he got something from that he's not getting from me. Right. And that is completely internal. I would not say that he does anything like that, but I'm just like, I want to be the end all be all for you because you are that for me. And so like that I think is my version of like, I'm jealous. Sure. Or like if it's just, if if, I guess I'm, I'm picturing a world in which I'm in some situation where like someone is like hanging all over him. Yeah. I would be like, who the fuck is this bitch? Right. Right. Like I would be like, get away. Mm-hmm. But also like I don't I am not jealous in the way of like I doubt his loyalties or anything like right. that. Okay. It's just the most possessive. Possessive is the word I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. It's the most possessive I've been of someone ever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm just not used to that feeling. Yeah. Whereas like I historically have been very laissez-faire and like kind of like yeah. I don't know just like you know live your life I I know you'll come to me come back right. to me that kind of thing whereas this I'm like there is a feeling of I never thought I could feel this way about somebody mm-hmm. and I'm afraid I won't get to keep it right due to whatever feelings of guilt or whatever I have where I'm like you don't deserve this kind of thing whatever whatever because right. like you know I, I look back at like my past and like my divorce and I look at it as like I really hurt somebody mm-hmm. by me being the one wanting the divorce so therefore I don't deserve to the next relationship I have feel so strongly right and have so much I don't know feel so much for somebody right so there's that where I'm like I don't deserve to have that mm-hmm. because I hurt somebody by ending a relationship so you are worried that it'll, it'll go away mm-hmm. I think subconsciously yeah not you know, if I have to really think about it, I'm like, why am I like that? It's like yeah. probably that. It's not like I walk around being like, <laughs> what if it goes away? What if it goes away? You know, like, yeah. like ex- it's not textual. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why. It makes sense to when you are, you know, when you're like George and what's her name? Ruth? Bonnie? <laughs> Rosie? You're so close. I think it's Robin. Robin. If wow, you're wait, like, when you're wait. Like George a mix Robin, of Rosie and Bonnie. Is yeah, Robin. is Robin. So when you're like Robin and George, you covet that feeling. And I, so I guess I do feel bad for them. I just think the solution is to tell Enid. Yeah. Just tell her. Because yeah. it's not like, and I guess that's, I think, the true thing with any deceit. Mm-hmm. The not telling and waiting is just making it longer that the person feels like a fool. Yeah. You're it. You've you're tainting all of these memories. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're you're ruining all of it. So you're not preserving anything by not telling. Exactly. And really, when that person is told, they're gonna go back. So during this time, during this time, during this time, you knew. During this time, you knew. Mm-hmm. And by not telling, you're adding 
the things that she can look back on mm-hmm. and be like, oh, so during this also. Okay, yeah. so during the flight, you knew? Mm-hmm. When I was pulling you out of the fucking wreckage, you knew? When you showed up at the hospital and I was so happy to see you. You knew? You knew. Eesh. And I get it. Like, I, I mean, he is 17, so he's like kind of an idiot. Yeah. yeah. And so, of course, like when his girlfriend is like freshly out of the hospital and is like, you're the only thing in my life. Like, what the fuck is he supposed to do yeah. at that point? I don't know. Because literally someone is telling you, you're the only reason I have to live. Yes, but that person has a mom, that person has a best friend, that yeah. person has people. You're no longer that person's person. I know. You're not that you're not a, you're not the safe supportive person that you used to be for them. You know, he needs to get some friends. He needs to get some friends and talk to them because I think if some Yeah, if someone cuz he's not talking to anybody. It would have been funny if he talked to Todd and Todd was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Tell Enid the truth." <laughs> and then he was like, "Wait, Elizabeth thought I should wait." No. He's like, okay, I need to talk to Elizabeth then. <laughs> Is this the beginning of Ken Matthews and Jessica? Yeah, or, yeah. there's a little Ken Matthews. Ken Matthews is the substitute dance date because Jessica wants to go with Jean-Pierre. Okay, I died. I love Jean-Pierre. It was so funny that she thought that this adult man would want to come. This adult man who's teaching her class. Her cooking class. Her cooking class. And his end is like a famous, like as a known yeah. chef. I mean, I don't know how famous he is. He's teaching class in Sweet Valley. But like he, t- he, you know, cooks in fancy restaurants mm-hmm. in his mid-20s. Mm-hmm. He's going to go to a high school dance with Jessica. That idiotic. Not even prom. No, not Just even like prom. like a random dance. I, if, huh, I am trying to think of like, because once I graduated high school, I had yeah. no interest in going to any high school events. Oh, sh- No. Oh, no, no, no. And, like, I know that it's a common thing to, like, be a freshman in college and date, like, a senior or whatever and then come back for the dance. Yeah. But, like, I can't relate. And I know Mm -hmm. people do it. And I don't think that makes you a creep because, you know, whatever. It doesn't necessarily make you a creep. No. But I think. could be a creep. Gray elephants. You know what I'm saying? There's overlap. Not all. Not all. But. but All creeps are ones that would want to go to a. Yeah. High school dance. That is weird to me. I think that they should have like a law that like you can't it, you can't go to a high school dance if you're over whatever age. Even if you are legally allowed to date cuz the kid's 18. Or there's like a 3 year law. A lot of places have like Oh a yeah, three the 3 year law. thing. Well then that 3 years. Yeah, I don't think you should if you can't legally date someone you shouldn't be allowed to go to their dance. <laughs> Because like, what's if you're not allowed to date them? What are you doing at that dance? <laughs> well, and really, when we say date, that's a euphemism. Yeah, there's no laws about dating. Sure. So I guess if you're 47 <laughs> and you want to date but do nothing, but no sex, no kissing, no nothing. Kissing, I think, is allowed. What? Wait. So okay, how do they litigate? P in the V, and that's it. Penetrative uh, sex. I think what past kissing, second base. Over the over the clothes. <laughs> well, because like sodomy is a thing, right? No, that's what I'm saying. Penetrative. Yeah. So I mean, I you probably can't do a BJ. No, no BJs. Probably not an HJ either. Yeah. Okay. What about over the clothes? What about <sighs> inside of one of those like? You, did you see that cube? What? <laughs> On Twitter, a sex cube. There's like a guy that's in a vacuum sealed tube cube. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he has like a little straw that he breathes out of. Why? And he's like suspended in the cube because he likes being vacuumed. 
I would probably like it too, but it would be fun. <laughs> and and the and the cube, like the other guys, like shaking the cube. Oh, I would and- not want to be shaken. <laughs> No, if I'm ever in a cube, don't shake. But you're like suspended. Like the cube is just bars. You are holding, I guess. But there's something vacuum sealed to you, like a plastic. Yeah, like a latex. And you're suspended in the cube. And then a man is shaking your cube. Yeah, that's assault. (laughs) That's sexual assault. And don't do that to a minor. Yeah. Yeah, so you can't be shaken and you can't be in the I guess maybe you're not allowed to make out with children. I think you cannot kiss them. Ugh. Well, either way, you shouldn't do anything. You shouldn't even date them. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. That's grooming. Yeah, it's wrong. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Um. But you, yeah, you shouldn't go on dates with them. So yeah, it's a fail. It's never gonna work. So you can't go to the dance. You can't date them. You, you shouldn't be able anything. to go to the dance. I think it's illegal. I think you should legally. I know that's like thought police stuff, but like legally, you should not even be able to like flirt. Agreed. Yeah. But like how you can't you- litigate that. You can't or you can't prosecute that. You can't statu- statutorize that. No, I mean, because flirting is so uh, subjective, subjective and private. Like, like, how is it? How are how is someone going to find out about that? If there were a way to prove when someone was flirting, I would want to make it illegal for anyone over the anyone who, over the age of uh, Make it illegal for anyone to flirt with someone under the age of consent. Yeah. If that yeah. was, but there's no way to there's define no legal. There's no way. There's no way to find flirtation. No, there's no way. Unfortunate. But like, think of creeps on the internet. I know. I know. Ugh. I know. But all Jessica wants is Jean Pierre. She to be a wants Jean Pierre to be a creep, and he's not. Thank God. No, he's married. He has a, a wife. Beautiful, wo- beautiful, beautiful French, lady French woman with who red doesn't hair. even like cooking. She doesn't. Like- so then she's like, but and you know what? To Jessica's credit. I like that, like, when he was, like, I'm married. I mean, he doesn't, she avoids what perfect timing for her, right? Mm-hmm. She would have been humiliated. It would have been really embarrassing. Though, he's French. I bet he would have been cool about it. Yeah, he would have, he would have been like, well, see how you can think that. But I'm actually married. And yeah, then I would, don't think he would embarrass her. No. I don't think he would, like, ew. <laughs> I know. You thought I would date you? I know. And she wanted to bring a European man to her dance. Yes, yeah, she did. And honestly, Lila was really funny. She's like, this sucks. I like that they started the cooking class learning how to make mustard. Yes. Jump to puff pastry. Yeah. Insane. Boom. Boom. That was so much. One of the most difficult things to yes. make. Puff pastry. And they do it in like the second class. And she's good at it. She's good. She should be a chef. She should be a chef. She would be a really awesome chef. Except for the fact that she poisons her entire family. Oh, my God. <laughs> When she does, she just kind of sits there and watches them all run one by one to the bathroom. And it's like, you guys are being so dramatic. I know. And they're like. She's a sociopath. And I did feel bad for her because like she was trying and she couldn't help it. And everyone just keeps giving her shit for it. And like she, hmm, she has selfish reasons for mm-hmm. wanting to give her parents the best gift. And yes. that's to outshine Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. But they don't know that. They don't know that, yeah. They just know she's trying to do a nice thing. Well, and they don't know that until after Elizabeth's already ruined it. I know, because she got them the tickets to Bayside. Yeah. So, like, if we don't know how Mr. and Mrs. Wakefield would have reacted if Jessica had said first. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cook you. Yeah, but Jessica kept it quiet. Now, I understand why she kept it quiet. She did poison the whole family. She poisoned them all because she cooked the mussels. They didn't open and she pried she them all open. them open. Can't that make you fucking blind or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's hor- It's not good. Yeah. I've never made mussels. Me neither. 
I'll try someday, I guess, but I don't have any ticking time bomb for me I to do don't it. Not really at all. I mean, if somebody wanted, if I was cooking for somebody and they really wanted them, I sure. would do it. But like, I don't see myself ever making mussels for myself. Right. If I want mussels, I'm going to go get them. Sure, they sell them. At, they sell them at the restaurant. They sell them right there. I'm not going to say where because I almost doxed myself. But oh. they sell them right around the corner. Right around from here. Ah, oh, they do. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> Well, they do <laughs> get a little Quebecois on us. <laughs> yeah, because you're in Quebec. Because I'm in Quebec, um, and that's the kind of French I speak too. Quebecois, not Parisian French. Not Parisian. Not Paris. <laughs> I actually don't speak French at all. No, mother does. Je parle un petit peu. I know you do, but not a lot. You spoke enough to go to France. I, yeah, they let me in. Yeah. And I did my crowning French achievement was I went to a boulangerie, I ordered a baguette, Yay! and I paid and I didn't have to say anything in English, though the lady very much knew I was I was American. That's okay. She I mean I don't think she said she didn't like American. She didn't uh, say American. Uh was it American? Uh but like she was humoring me, but we communicated enough. But that that's I got nice my that baguette. she. That's nice that she continued yeah, she to speak nice. French yeah. to you. Yeah, she was nice. Because I always think it's funny. I think someone put together a like housewives clip of that mm-hmm. one housewife that always tries. She's like, I'm so European. Dorit. Yeah. Uh, yes, Dorit. And there's like a a supercut of her like speaking languages to people, and uh, they speak English back. Right. And everyone's like, they're speaking English. You can just speak English. And she's like, just ignores them and mm-hmm. keeps like speaking in Italian or whatever. Well, and that I mean, and that's how I was most of the time in Paris, where like I would try to speak French, they would speak English to me, and then I would just speak English. You, you, you were like, okay, let's just do the easy way. Well, because I'm not trying to make your job harder, right? Exactly. Like, exactly. If you, I wanted you to know I would try. I mm-hmm. tried. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. And mm-hmm. now we'll speak. We'll speak English. Yeah. Um. But so this French man, he's their teacher. Jessica's killing it in class. She's doing great in class. She really, she's, she is enjoying what she's learning. She is obsessed with the teacher, but she should take intermediate. Yeah. And this is the other thing I liked when after she's like, okay, I almost like really humiliated myself because he is married. He's not interested in me. Wow. That was really embarrassing. She still is like, you know what? I like cooking. I'm going to keep doing this class and I want to like do this thing for my parents. I don't care if he, if he is interested in me or not. She moves right on. Yeah. And that is. Props to Jessica. That is one of her strengths. She moves right on. She moves right on. Now, back to Elizabeth, who is dealing with Enid, who Enid is temporarily paralyzed. She can, the surgery went well. it seems like physically she should be okay. The doctors are saying, like, she should be able to walk. Yeah. She's having a lot of trouble in physical therapy, and she's not, she's still in a wheelchair. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's been, she is depressed. Mm Mm-hmm. We all see it. Yeah, she's like textbook depressed. Textbook depressed. And I mean, I don't blame her, honestly. No. Not that I think that people choose to be depressed, but like. Well, and what's so and so sad for Enid is she did save her boyfriend's life. Yeah. And she doesn't get celebrated at school. People don't give her a standing ovation when she shows up at the Dairy Burger. Like she's not getting the attention and the like support that. She should, considering she did save someone's life. Yeah, it's glossed over. It's glossed over. And everyone knows about this humiliating thing, this humiliating secret. Yes. Literally everyone but her. Everyone but her. But she knows on some level because she's like, something's off. He's acting weird. And she doesn't know what. 
and but she does know that he is staying by her side when she out of guilt while she's uh using her wheelchair yes well and he they go to the dance and she sees him with robin i could not believe he danced with her i it was that horror what so that's where i'm back in the he's a villain camp he's a villain because what the fuck are you doing dancing with her i mean he's dancing with her because he's in love with her have practice some self-restraint yeah insane that he decided that that's what so he dances with her at the dance and then that's when it all blows up and it's like oh so you're in love with her she puts the math together she knows well, it sort of is oh right because then the next day she's like actually, actually there's a misunderstanding everything's fine, everything's fine. which i was like enid. something's wrong enid <laughs> <laughs> something's wrong you you you're shutting something off yeah and she's not walking, even though the doctor's like, she technically should. This is psychosomatic. Yeah. So then Elizabeth gets it in her head that she. No, then Elizabeth goes to her English teacher's house to tell the English teacher all this business. I, and then this is the other thing too, where she's like, I have a plan. I can't tell you what the plan is, but can I borrow your tiny son? And he says, yes. Could not believe he entrusted his tiny son to her. Wild. But he does. He does. And she's like, you can swim, right? And the little kid's like, yeah, I mean sharks. And she's like, okay, great. Because I have a plan. This plan is psychotic. Yes. Because she's like, I actually don't believe that Enid, like, I think Enid just, like, needs to be tricked. Yes. Into not being paralyzed anymore. Mm -hmm. And this whole book, too, like, treats, like, it's just, this book is rife with, like, being on the wrong side of history about many things. Just be warned. But she's like, I think that if Enid is, like, manipulated into walking, she will be healed. Yep. So I'm going to have her come over. Oops, I'm babysitting. Sorry. Can you watch him while I go inside? They're at the pool. Which, if Enid couldn't. Yeah. If Enid could not get up. she Also, the last. She. Part of her trauma is that she rescued someone from a body of I water. Know. I know. Elizabeth's like, let's relive that for you. Seriously? The scariest moment of your life. Let's like do a redux. Yeah. So she's like, oh, isn't this like that movie that you were talking about with Colin? Your boyfriend died in a climbing thing, so me, your best yeah, friend, is I mean, gonna make you yeah, do this thing. thing. Um, but like, secretly, I was sleeping with your boyfriend the whole time. Yeah. So she's like, "I'm gonna go inside." By the way, he can't swim. He falls into the water. Mm-hmm. Enid jumps up to save him. They're all like, "Oh my god, you saved him! Thank God! Oh my god!" And also, you can walk. Oh my, oh god. my god! And then Jessica comes, and Jessica's like, "What happened?" And she's like. Uh, Enid saved him. He can't swim. And then Enid's like, wait, you said he, or Jessica's like, he can swim. He's like a really good swimmer. And Enid's like, wait, Elizabeth, you tricked me. And Elizabeth's like, I hope you're not mad. I just thought that you like could actually walk. And Enid's like, mad. I'm the happiest I've ever been. Because now I know I can walk. I, I never would have known. <laughs> and then Elizabeth goes to the freaking diner and gets a standing ovation. <laughs> standing ovation everyone in the diner stands up and claps for her because news has traveled that fast i guess they're news like traveled, yeah enid can walk elizabeth was the one who did it and elizabeth to her credit is like well enid was the one who did it and she's like but keep clapping everyone <sighs> yeah, claps 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 and then jessica in the meantime is like in a snit because nobody appreciates her yeah i mean her family is really dismissive they're her. being so shitty to her now she's pretty shitty 
too. Yes. So we're in her head. So we know all the horrible thoughts she's having. But they don't know all the but horrible thoughts. They don't know thoughts. all the horrible thoughts. And they aren't very nice. They're like, um, everything she does. And this is the other thing. Actually, I was totally on her side about the dishes thing. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth that leaves a big mess up. of dishes. The mom comes up screaming at her. And she's like, it wasn't me. And she's like, oh, sorry. Um, I guess it was Elizabeth. I'll talk to her when she gets home. And I'm sure she, she had a good reason. And she's like, A, if like, why did you think it was me? B, if it was me, you would not say that I had a good reason. Mm-hmm. Which is true. But also you do shit like that all the time. Yeah. You've created the yeah, there's expectation. A, you, yes. But your parents probably shouldn't treat you that way. Right. Exactly. Um, but so she's like, I'm going to run away. And da, da, da. That's the end of the book. She's going to run away, I guess. Run next, away. Next episode, run away. What's she going to do? She gonna, is this before she gets kidnapped by the cult? I can't remember what number kidnapped by the cult was. Because this was 20. Early on. Yeah, I think it might have already happened. Remember when she was in the cult and she wore like brown pants? And everyone's yeah. like, oh my God, she's like so different. She's not who she used to be. She's wearing brown pants. Brown slacks. But uh, I did think that this book was very, very enjoyable to read. Yeah, this is so fun. And... I did. I truly did say out loud, oh, my God, when everyone was giving her a standing ovation mm-hmm. for rescuing Enid, which like also just like that whole incident itself is like so disrespectful toward the disabled community mm-hmm. uh, to wheelchair users. Like just like a if someone is telling you they can't walk, believe them. Yeah. Well, and B, if somebody needs mental health treatment in addition to their physical therapy, mm-hmm. Get them mental health treatment. Don't manipulate them into. Yeah. Don't think that you should set up some kind of scenario to trick them. It's not an episode of Brady Bunch. (laughs) It's a a Sweet Valley High book, which is very different. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the book. I say read it. It's fun. I think it's it's readable. Yeah. I mean, I think that. Now, here's what happens, though, at the end of this book. Mm. There's preview for. Oh. We got to talk about this. For Caitlin Ryan. I am so entranced. I didn't know about these books. Like, it must have been in the back of books that I had. I just didn't know about it. Can you please read just, like, the description of her, the books? So there's a little note from our girl Francine. FP herself? Yes. And she says... Ever since I created the series Sweet Valley High, I've been thinking about a love trilogy, a miniseries revolving around one very special girl, a character similar in some ways to Jessica Waitfield, but even more devastating, more beautiful, more charming, and much more devious. More beautiful, more charming, more devious? Her name is Caitlin Ryan, and with her long black hair, her magnificent blue eyes, and ivory complexion, she's the most popular girl at the exclusive boarding school she attends in Virginia. On the surface, her life seems perfect. She has it all. Great wealth, talent, intelligence, and the dazzle to charm every boy in school. But deep inside, there's a secret that haunts her life. What the freaky F could that be? I don't know. Also, she, no mention of Elizabeth. (laughs) No, she's not. She's Jessica with brown hair. With brown hair. So Lila. She's Lila, but more devious. More beautiful. More beautiful. More charming, more devastating. I need to read these books. I think we have to read these books. I mean, I I, I don't want to. We don't have no, no, to no. read them on the show. I'm not telling you what to we do on the, show. on the show. I'm just saying in in life, I need to know about Caitlin. It's giving me like almost Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl, Cruel Intentions. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, my God. This is a milieu we've never explored. I 
this will be new to both of us. I know. I do want to check these books and out. And there are three miniseries, three trilogies. Three trilogies. There's a high school trilogy, a college trilogy, and a Making It in New York trilogy. Making It in New York? <laughs> so she's like a young person yeah, in exactly. New York. Whoa. Caitlin Ryan. Caitlin Ryan. And Yasmin Bleeth did the cover co- cover art for all of them. Really? Well, at least it looks exactly like her. So I assume it was her. Really? Yeah. Who is sort of my namesake. Really? Because she played baby Ryan on Ryan's Hope. And that's her name. I know you're named after Ryan's Hope. Mm -hmm. Ryan. I think it. And Caitlin Ryan. I know. I know that. (laughs) It would only be better if she was named Kelly Ryan. If she was named Kelly Ryan. I mean, I think I would freak out and like, like. I'm just imagining that world. That that is it would that be would wild. be like it would be so many. I, I feel like you would be suspicious of me. Okay, you would be like Ryan. You knew about this. Yeah. How could you not? How could you not? And Caitlin how you, Ryan. All right. No. Ke- Kelly. Kelly Ryan, Ryan. And you never said anything. And you made us read all these books. And then you just like randomly like, what if we read book twenty? Yeah. And it led to this. All of this was a long con. I'm the Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> Are you manipulating me into? <laughs> Covering these books. Yes. That's what this whole thing has been. Is that I, I had, I was like, let's have Lindsay on Hellmouthy. Oh my so God. That you guys can talk about teen pulp fiction and then you could start a podcast. And then on that <laughs> podcast, you would have me as a guest talking about Sweet Valley. And then one day we would read a book and at the end, talked about Caitlin Ryan. That, you know what? I would, I would be like props. <laughs> I'd be like, I can't help but admire your, your, I'm scared. It's been years. Years. It, it has been years. many years. I'm many trying to years. think back. It hasn't been ten yet, but it's been a lot of years. Yeah, because we. When did we meet? Like 2016. I think so. 2016. Maybe started recording end of 2017, or maybe. And then I'm trying to think how long we've known each other. 2016, probably. Oh my. Oh, I, never mind. This is not. A, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Were you about to do an off-air combo? Were you about to be like, oh my God, I've known you for through like four relationships. <laughs> yeah, do you remember who you were dating when we first met? That's crazy. Oh my God. Um, yeah, it's been t- 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 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Seven years, Ryan. That's crazy. Wow. It's been a good seven years though. It has. And I've been glad to have you by my side during that time and to Me be by too. your side during that yeah, time. Yeah, that was, you're a dear friend and I'm glad to know you. Likewise. Um, and speaking of dear friends, you are all our dear friends. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much to Ryan for doing the show. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? And where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me at rmogi. That's R-M-O-G-G-E um, on all socials. And um, yeah, give uh, Same Day Shipping a listen. Mm. It's a good time. We talk about uh, fake relationships, <laughs> fictional relationships. Um, Is it not recording? No, it is. But... I just feel like 109. No, I think we were talking for longer, weren't we? We got started late. We got started late, but I don't. I don't get why. I'll check the file. Okay. Um, but thank you so much, uh, Ryan. And thank you so much, everybody, um, for listening. Um, I don't know what we're covering next week. So we will just see. And um, thank you so much to our Patreon producers who give it the $15 a month level. Thank you, Adam Howitz, Amanda K, Amy T, Ann Dwyer, Caitlin L, Carrie Ham, Charlie B, Courtney McPhail, Daniela Mana, Danny B, Drew Ronis, Ellie Lagos, Emma, Emma M, Aaron B, Gabriela Santiago, Gwendolyn Ludovic, Hannah L, Jason H, Jeremy Cronk, Jeremy Goodfellow and Marco Pavlicich, Jesse T, Jessica Smith Harper, 
Jessica Yu, Jonathan Venable, Kat Miller, Katie Olsner, Keith Anderson, Kelly Burns, Carrie N. Coy, Landry Desmond, Larry Wynn, Laura Hooper, Matthew M., Megan Lozier, Melody, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Miranda Hester, Molly G., Molly Marks, Noah Spargo, Nora Orion, Rachel C., Rashad Black, Randy Klett, Rebecca Goss, Robert F., Rogue Kalahua, Sasha Gibson, Shannon P., Sylvie T., Victoria Beck, and Whitney E. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate you. And if you are interested in supporting us, patreon.com slash teencreeps. We've got a lot of really cool stuff on there for you. Um, until next time, uh, keep it creepy.